Well, welcome back. This is Shelly Zorn with Let's Talk Thomasville, and I have with me today Ansley Lacey. Hey, guys. And Ansley is helping us these days with membership and marketing, and uh, we're Imagine Thomasville. So we have with us today a special guest, and it is Mr. Lloyd Eckbert, who was the executive director here, and we've just learned wore many, many hats when he was here. But um, we're going to talk to him today about the history of the chamber in the time period he was here. And we're going to ask him some questions and learn a little bit about the rich history that really got us to the place we are today as far as economic development and the chamber world. And he really laid the groundwork for all that. So thank you for coming to be with us today. We appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Glad to be here. So you were telling us a little earlier some really interesting stuff, and your memory is fantastic. Um, when did you start here at the Thomasville Chamber? I thought July that was... the 15th, 1963, and I ended my term here in February of 1989. That's awesome. So 25... 20, 27 years. 27 so, years. I, I mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if that was typical back then, but these days chamber people have a high turnover. Like they stay at a chamber maybe two well, to five years. That's true. Now, uh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's the f a failure of a lot of people to come in this business. Mm -hmm. uh, many come in and they stay two or three years and they really don't understand the mission of it, I've always said that, and uh, they they leave, mm -hmm. and good qualified people leave. But I got here, and in three weeks, uh, the people from Athens called me and wanted me to go to Athens. And I said, uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not interested because I've told these people that- you Made a commitment. You were invested commitment in yeah. To be here for at least three years and maybe, yep. maybe more. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, along that line in a few more years, uh, the National Chamber wanted me to be a, a regional director. Yep, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said no to that made them mad they, they, they <laughs> i don't know whether they were just looking for somebody but they, they apparently wanted me but anyway uh i i wouldn't take that right and uh you then, just knew you hadn't completed your mission yet is that and you made a commitment here was that your mission? well yes and no uh, about that time uh you don't remember this i'm sure but a lot of the uh riots and so forth mm -hmm. were happening in the big cities yep and i got a little i got a little scared of that i, I was mm -hmm. a family man we went camping about every week and you wanted to be in a small and, town and, I, and yeah. I wanted to be in a small yeah. town and my brother when we were i was probably a senior in high school asked me or told me one day he says what are you going to do when you get out of school? I says, I don't know. I says, I'm not going to college. No, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, well, he, he said, uh, you ought to rethink that. But anyway, he says, you, uh, there's one thing I want to tell you. He says, if you go to a big city, he says, you're going to be a little fish in a big pond. Yep. 
if you stand and go to a small city, you, you you can be a big fish in a little pond. And you feel like, to me, in a community <laughs> this size, to me, this is a medium-sized community now, yeah. probably because of all the hard work you did, but... I feel like in a smaller or medium town, you can make more of an impact and you know yeah. the people and it makes a difference. I'm like you, I see those other places. I know lots of chamber and well, economic development I, people who I move was, because of the politics. Yeah. Like they get right. they get entrenched in it and it's hard and it's stressful yeah. and a lot of turnover. So what, what I saw what I saw in Thomasville at the time, I, I saw the potential mm-hmm. uh, you know, that it wasn't just gonna stay like it was because right when i got here it was a low-wage town well you said that a minute ago i was going to bring that up because you were telling us that your salary if you don't mind me repeating it when you were hired in 1963 was ten thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. right yes and tell us all the roles that you played you were well i was the official uh, director of the uh, of the rose festival right and uh, I was the one that started the week-long event. That when I came here, it was just a one-day event. Ah. The uh, uh, and then I was uh, director of the industrial development. Not initially now, but this, uh-huh. I took over industrial development in 1970. Okay. And then I was, of course, executive director of the chamber for the entire time. But I yes, I had three. I had three. Uh, three you might say three full-time positions and you know that's a lot of responsibility and today because of that groundwork there are probably including me andrea ansley and then all the people at the city who handle the rose festival and events i mean that probably encompasses 15 20 people now doing that one job that you were doing it's really impressive we did that well we we did it with uh we did it with volunteers we 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 literally had hundreds of people working in in the uh, in the rose festival we really did Um, uh-huh. And the the of course the secret of it was I was able to hire good people yep. that stayed with me. Yep. Now uh, Judy Connell came with me in 1970 and was here when I left. Uh, Helen Flowers uh, and uh, then Ruth Willett. I think you probably know Ruth. I Willett. do. I do. And she ran. She actually ran the Rose Festival for me. Ah. And uh, but. Uh, so that's really impressive too. Good people helping you, and that yeah, always does right. yeah. help, and lots of so, volunteers. So I didn't have. I, I didn't have the details to do with the Rose Festival, but I'm. You know. Right. Right. Ultimate I, responsibility. I, I, I made the. It uh, takes a village. The the, the, the uh, policy. That's right. Basic. That's right. And that's I, impressive to I, me and too. For instance, uh, the leadership uh, 80s program was my idea, uh, and Ruth handled that. Okay. That's what I was about to bring up. That, yeah. I knew that you were. You said you were running all those programs, but in the 1970s you had started yeah. and you formalized well, the leadership, the leadership program. program. I oh, tell yeah. you. Uh, I when I came, the first thing I did was set up a, a kind of a slogan for the '60s, and we called it "Setting the Trend." We we have some photos. We did. actually we did. that are on the video we're and, sharing this week. And all through the '60s, <laughs> we, we we set the trend. Everything we did. Uh huh. That was you know just like your. That's a great slogan. Yeah. We might bring a program back. We might bring that back. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> and then when the '70s came, we dropped that and went '70s Unlimited. Ah, okay. So you kind of had a slogan for each decade. Is and then that... when the '80s came, it was '80s United. Huh. Like it. I like I it. I left in '89, and 
they all wondered what I would <laughs> what, what I would 90s. attach to the nineties if I was here. Uh huh. And you know what it was going to be? What? The golden 90s. The golden 90s. I like that. And it was. It was. The but, 90s but, were but, good but, years. But, but they never used it. They, interesting. They never, they never used it. Well, I thought it was interesting when we were talking before we started the show. You were saying they hired you in at $10,000 a year. You had all these different hats. Mm-hmm. But you got here and realized that it was halfway through the year and the budget had already been spent for the year. <laughs> but, when I got here, the budget was zero. So what'd you do? <laughs> I mean, they, what'd you do? You got to work. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, uh, that's probably the, the reason I'm here, you might say. Yeah. Because they passed the hat until we could get the, a membership program going. Wow. But once the membership program got going, then it rolled. We had at one time, I had over, I had over 800 separate accounts. Wow. Yeah. And I don't know how many members that was because some companies had yeah, several. Two, or, two or more members. Mm-hmm. But we were able to um, effectively bring in the the top leadership of this community mm-hmm. in the chamber. The chamber was was a group of the top leaders in the community. Right. Now, and we meddled a lot in the city business. <laughs> and that's was the key. Tell me what you did. Tell me what you did with the city when you say you meddled. Well, uh, Did you get involved like in advocacy or not, problems no, that you saw? Uh, we didn't, I don't say we meddled. Uh, that's not maybe the right thing. But to give you, <laughs> to give you an idea. Okay, give us uh, an example. To give you an idea, uh, I did a survey one time on the street traffic signals in the town. Yeah. And I thought we had too many. And uh, so I proposed that we dropped some of them about uh-huh. three exactly and uh anyway they uh the city sent me a note said uh <laughs> you need to keep your nose out of our business but we are eliminating three <laughs> so they did listen to you that's awesome that's but, awesome no we had a had a great relationship with the city we we argued with them we got mad at them but we met with them all the time and I don't think uh, during the uh, uh, the seventies and eighties, uh, at least, mm-hmm. I don't think the city did a lot of things unless they checked with the chamber. Mm-hmm. And the reason they did is because the the city, the, the mayor was on our executive committee. Right, and they also probably knew you had the voice of the business community, and you yeah. had that, um, you know, had, that you would step up when and, when and, needed. And, and we had the leadership. Yep. Of the, of the community uh, working. Well, I would say I that you set the groundwork for so many things, that being one of them. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a very tight partnership with city, county, development authority, chamber. It all comes together. And you're right, it's just human nature. We don't always agree all the time. Right. That's yeah. still true today. But I think at the end of the day, we come back together because we want what is best for Thomasville and Thomas County. I think the other thing you did that really set a legacy was making that leadership class because here mm-hmm. we sit with Ansley right. Lacey and she was part of the mm-hmm. leadership class you started and that's why she's here with yeah. us in this organization today well, so, so thank you for that well <laughs> you've laid the groundwork for so uh, many hundreds we, we that went had, through that we had the third leadership 
group in the state. Atlanta had one. Really? Savannah had one. And ours was, ours was the next I did one. not know that. Well, I mean, honestly, hundreds of people have been through that program in mm -hmm. the last 30 plus years. And that's affected leaders for Thomasville and Thomas County for years. And we've got one uh, right here. I yeah. Because I of don't it. know. You probably don't do it now. But the, when, uh, when I was there, we, we had the graduating class and we made them dress up in tuxedos and presented them at the annual meeting. Oh, oh I like and, it. And they also had to had to do a uh, had to do a, 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 like a project at a, the end. A project. Uh, and a speech. A, they wrote a wrote a book or wrote a monograph on uh, the future trends of Thomasville. Have you seen any of those? I have not. I would well, love to see yeah, that. Each one of the 10, uh, 10 years that I was here, they, okay. they all wrote a book. I, well, I've got some of them. You know, now they still do a on. project. They right. pick something from a different sector every year. But I like some of your ideas. I think maybe mm -hmm. should bring some of those back. I like yeah. them. And back then you had about and 35 and, and, people and, that would go through, right? And, uh, and, and Ruth Willett was, uh, was, uh, uh, ran the program for me. And uh, we were uh, we were uh, dead set on them. Every after every session, they had to write a, a paper, one one sheet paper. What wow. They, mm -hmm. What they learned or didn't learn out of that class. We uh -huh. still do that. We still yep. do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, still using that. Mm -hmm. And 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 one uh, rather influential uh, guy in the program decided he didn't have to do it. And he never graduated either. Oh, I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, rule. it's a rule for everybody. I agree yeah. completely. And, I agree completely. And, 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 and Ruth was so, uh, so good at, at, uh, holding people to those mm -hmm. to standards. Uh, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I want to talk just for a second as we begin to wrap it up about how economic development was then. Cause you know, that's my main role now is keeping our businesses and industries happy, expanding, and then recruiting the new of mm -hmm. every size. So mm -hmm. I know recruiting was a lot different back then. Tell me kind of how industrial recruitment worked well, when you were here. We work close, of course, with industry and trade. Yep, we still do. We had a lot of we had a lot of drop-ins. Mm -hmm. Survey steel, yeah, sat right there. <laughs> what came in one evening? And about he just five, walked in. Five o'clock. I was the only one here. I, <laughs> I was sitting there, and he walked in. It was pouring down rain. All of the azaleas and dogwood was blooming like you never saw before. And uh, he said, we're looking for a building, uh, uh, you know, to put a, a fabrication plant in. Yeah. And I said, what are you looking for? He says, well, about a 10,000 foot building. Well, we happen to have one out at the airport. Okay. And I said, uh, I've only got one, but I'll be glad to show you that. And he said, well, uh, I don't know it's raining. He said, maybe I can come back. I said, no, we'll do it. We'll do it now. So I, <laughs> I called the. That's how it works. That sounds like you. That yeah. sounds like you. you do it right away. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let them go. I called the real estate. Uh, I called the real estate man, and and he said, "Yeah, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you both up in just about uh -huh. five minutes." He picked us up. We we went out there, and luckily the the, the door 
was open. Okay. We drove right in. <laughs> like it was planned. Pouring the rain down. Uh huh. And he said, Well, one thing, the roof doesn't leak. <laughs> Check. Well, you know, I think and economic now, development is always and always has been about relationships but, and building that trust but now with that's people. Yeah. He says, Well, he says, No, he says, This won't work. I'm sorry. He <laughs> says there's there's no rail in in here. Well, the railroad's right there. I said. Yeah. He said, yeah, but he said we we would need a, a switch. Yeah. I says we'll put a switch in. That's exactly what you <laughs> do. Tell me what you need. Yeah. And that's exactly what you did. This was maybe Friday. Yeah. He he says. I says I, I, I says I, I work well with the railroad people. I says we we can I think we can do it. And uh, he says I don't think you can. I says, well you gonna give me an opportunity to try? He says yeah. So Monday morning, the man from Surveys Steel from uh -huh. Atlanta uh -huh. and the railroad people from Jacksonville were sitting in my office. That's right. They went out there and the railroad people said, yeah, we can do that. He said, that, that's no problem. <laughs> After he gave them. Well, you know, in economic development, a lot of times you don't want to lose them. You don't want to let them go on to some other town that already has those things. Yeah. So sometimes you have to throw your hat over the fence and kind of promise something yeah. and just do your best to make it happen. Exactly the way it happens now, now too. Now, yeah. now, let me tell you one I'm most proud of. Okay. Is Georgia Pipe Company. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was a group from Finland. Uh-huh. Industry and Trade called me one Friday night, 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh-huh. And uh, I forget his name now. He was, he always, he was our man for a long time. I can't think now, but he said, Lord, he says, I've, I've, we've been, I've been riding a group from Finland around South Georgia all, uh -huh. all day. He says, and they're about worn out. He says, we're looking for a new building. He says, <laughs> I know you got one down there, but he says, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bring him down. I say, he says, it's nearly five o'clock and you're ready to go. Said, well, no, the fact him. was, we, we had an Airstream trailer and my wife was at that time putting the food and stuff in there to go to Panama City for the weekend. Uh huh. And I says, uh, you bring him on down. He uh -huh. Camilla. Yeah. They weren't going to come any further down. He says, well, he says, we're going to have to eat. He says, they're hungry. We're, we're all hungry. I says, well, we've got a nice little Italian restaurant right around the corner. It was where uh, uh, Jimmy's floors, mom and dad's. That's where yep. mom and dad's was. Okay. I said, uh, bring them down and, and, and uh, I'll take them out to dinner. Yeah. He says, well, you sure that's okay? I said, yeah, that's okay. So I hung up. Called my wife. I said the trip to Panama City is off for this weekend. Uh huh. And they came, and Monday morning they were back in here. They went back to Atlanta that night after we ate. Wow. They left here about nine o'clock. Went back to Atlanta. Monday morning they were back here because the, the building they went in was empty. It was a brand new building. Right. And the people that were going to go in there, build it, and then, then didn't do it. Well, i tell you what I get out of that story, that some things never change. Some things, you know, they always want to talk to you on a holiday or mm -hmm. at night or mm -hmm. on a weekend, and you never say no. Mm -hmm. You just go ahead and do it. 
you, you take them out to dinner, get to know them, you build that relationship. I was thinking yeah. it just sounds just like you, Shelly. You yeah. get calls on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I got a call on Christmas <laughs> Eve this year, and the consultant said, I'm sorry. I said, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. I have, I've rescheduled my gallbladder surgery for yeah. a prospect one time. Right. <laughs> well, part is dedicated. I, I, dedication. I, 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 think that's, I think that's the difference between the professional and, and an amateur. That's true. Uh, 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 Trio Products uh, was another example. Uh-huh. The, the, the guy that came in here one day with his wife. Right. And uh, he said, I'm a director of this company, Trio Products from Cleveland, Ohio. So we're looking for a, a southern plant. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, I'm just came just coming through here. I thought I'd drop by and see if you might. Now have, that is the difference. We don't get many walk-ins for industrial prospects anymore. You know, now right. they're going to check you out on the internet yeah. first mm -hmm. and yeah. have a Zoom call yeah, and right. ugh. <laughs> but but anyway, the upshot of it was, uh, uh, I said, well, I've got a building out here that I can show you, and. Uh, I says, you got your wife with you? I says, well, we have a, uh -huh. a tour bus that goes on the plantations. And I said, well, while we're uh, going to look for a building, maybe your wife would like to take the tour. Yeah. He said, oh, that'd be fine. She jumped on and got, went to tour. And when they got back, she was so... In love old. with Thomasville, wasn't and, she? Yep. That's your strategy. That's, that's your strategy right time. there. And, Just show and, them Thomasville. And, They'll love and it. And my driver... <laughs> Uh, was Jimmy Gribben, you wouldn't know him, but anyway, uh, he recognized that she was Roman Catholic, so they took her around uh -huh. and showed her the church. Yes, and she was really impressed with that. Yeah, that's what brought them I mean, that, that is exactly what you get to know the people, uh, you build all, a relationship, build a stuff, need. All the other stuff that I did, you, you see how I mean, it's look, personal, it's a relationship, that. yeah. yeah. And that's you what, find out what they that's need. What that's about. one thing we wanted to ask you today while we wrap up, yeah. too, is um, if you could give us one piece of advice today. Um, I think Don Sim said, Always be cheerful. So, <laughs> what, what would your advice be <laughs> to what us? What would your today? advice be to us if you have one piece of advice? Ooh, that's hard, isn't it? Well, there's so many, so many. Uh, I don't know. Um, You've got to treat everybody as as important individual. Yes. Yeah. That's not maybe not the way to well, say it. Well, and that's what's true in telling us in dad, your stories. Mm -hmm. My dad would. Uh, we came up during a depression. Things were tough, and but we always went to church on Sunday, dressed with the finest uh -huh. clothes that we Sunday had. Sunday best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If someone was out there fixing a tire, my dad stopped on the way to church. And we'd sit in the car and wait while he went out there and helped him. He was in his Sunday you know? best, but he'd and, help him, wasn't he? And I have that same kind of feeling about mm -hmm. the things that I do. Yeah. I like to yeah. help people. Well, and I think the stories you've been telling show that. So, you know, instead of taking your weekend in Panama City, mm -hmm. you stopped and you helped that person fill that need. And it ended up being an industry well, here. I mean, you... You, you treat know, people as look, well. As I look back, you know, I did that. We did that and didn't think anything about it. That's right. Uh, I never watched the... I never... never watch the clock. Mm -hmm. It's the a 24-7 job. It, it really is. I, yeah. was, I was... I generally came in about 9 o'clock. Everybody else came in at 8.30. I, I tried to be here by 9. Uh-huh. But when 5 o'clock came, I may be here. It might be 7 o'clock before I'd leave. I just... Right. 
it's hard to leave for it's, me. It, it's a kind of job where, in today, with cell phones, I may leave here at 6, but I may get three phone calls at the house. You don't or technically leave, leave. Yeah, work. and you're right. working on Sunday or Saturday showing a building. Yeah. And that's but it's exciting. It. Right, that's it's exciting it. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we appreciate you. Yeah. We appreciate Good. you coming in today. A couple of things I want to tell you. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't want to record it. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going to wrap it up and we hope that you'll join us for the next um, session of Let's Talk Thomasville and stay tuned. We've got more to come. We're going to talk about some of the exciting business uh, goings on in Thomasville in one of our next um, episodes. So join us. And again, we thank you, Mr. Lloyd Eckbert and the legacy that you've left here from your years of dedication Mm -hmm with these um, organizations here with the Thomasville Chamber. So, uh, thank I'm you. Delighted to be here.